0: Capital, money, wealth, however you call it, I think deep down many of us have grew up with this belief that more money will solve our problems. That is indeed the narrative in the capitalistic society but is it really accurate? Can more money solve all problems? How should we see wealth? Uh, I have some thoughts about this and I think many of us have some serious misunderstandings about wealth. I hope you will learn some interesting thoughts and perspectives and break your original mindset to embrace a Rounder view of things. I continue to learn cool stuff and stay within our community Telegram group. Join our socials and welcome home. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Tess, Tess. Good morning, everyone. I welcome you to another day with the Financial Coconut. In our podcast, we'll be debunking financial myths, discovering best financial practices, discussing financial strategies that fits our unique lives. You get it. Ultimately empowering us to create a life we love while managing our finances well. So whether you're interested in the pursuit of the common narrative, getting a degree, finding a job, setting up a family and live happily ever after, or you're an Avid Fire Believer, F-I-R-E. For those who are new to the term, FIRE means financial independence, retire early. Or you're just quirky, like me, questioning and trying to create a life you love, there should be something for you here. So whether you're on your way to work, to school, chilling by the beach, or just cuddling, snuggling in bed, today's topic is misconceptions about wealth. Growing up in a very average neighbourhood. I believe many people have that kind of belief that money can solve all problems. You know, especially when there's so much glamour, you know, online these days. It makes it even worse, right? A lot of fake glamour on social media. People posting, you know, with this like Bali resort or you know uh, this very atas, uh, high, what do you call that? Like a high tea at Marriott or all those kind of stuff. Most of them are sponsored. Most of them are sponsored. They, you know, it, it costs a bomb to do all these things for for most people, right? And and actually, if if you live in Singapore, you know, you you work a you you graduate, you work a decent job, you you get a a fair amount, and yeah, you can also do a lot of those things. But these people, when they are consistently on social media and consistently doing all these, you know, very glam and you know, uh, atas persona of themselves, it makes you feel that they have no problems. It makes you feel that, wow, being rich are very good. I can solve all these problems. And if you ask me, many people feel depressed and we feel that, you know, money can, yeah, we want to make more money. We want to make a lot of money and we believe that money can solve everything and we want to be wealthy. But if you think about it, Money can only do so much. Yeah, yeah, super cheesy, right? Only the rich people say this. Money can only do so much. But I'm going to break down with you today a little bit as to why I feel there is too much hype and misconception about wealth. But be, to begin with, we need to define wealth, right? So I define wealth as the total assets that I own, which means my savings, all my different different funds, you know, marriage fund, retirement fund, education fund, all this kind of stuff, My property, my stocks, my bonds, my gold, everything that I can sell in exchange for cash, right? That is my total asset. And I'm going to share with you a fun fact. The ultra high net worth today, most of them are defined as having $30 million and above, right? That's why they are called ultra high net worth and 60 over percent, in fact 61% of all the ultra high net worth in the world are located in four countries, the US, Japan, Germany, and China. And this is not surprising because the US, Japan, Germany, and China are the big four economy in the world. They are the largest. So by percentage, naturally, they have the largest, the most amount of high net worth people because their economy is huge and yeah, not surprising. The US itself has six million people with 30 million you know total asset under their name. Wow, amazing, right? That's why they have so much dissonance over going on in their place. And in Singapore, we have In 2018, a Credit Suisse research, okay, based on this Credit Suisse research in 2018, we have about 187,000 ultra-high net worth in Singapore. Something that most people will not further understand and further research after they read this paper is that where do all these people came from? From 2017 to 2018, there was an 11.2% increase in ultra-high net worth in Singapore alone. Which means within one year, we created 10 over 1,000 of, you know, about close to 20,000 of ultra-high net worth in Singapore. How is that possible? Our GDP only grew a 3.2% from 2017 to 2018. Uh-huh. So there's only two possibilities. One possibility is that all the money went up to the rich people, which I don't see that happening, you know. We have some, you know, income disparity, but it's not crazy. Suddenly, like one year, everybody becomes so broke, and then rich people become so rich, you know. And then the other possibility, which is what I believe, is that we have coaxed and a lot of rich people to come into Singapore, right? And you see you know, uh, resorts like Sentosa, you see places like Dempsey, you see places like Orchard Road. You don't realize that Orchard Road is more than just a shopping district, right? The main road is Orchard Road and behind all this Grange Road, Scotts Road, Newton, Novena, tons and tons of wealthy people live in Singapore. But we do one thing really well, we hide them really well, okay? I'm not going to be too political, I just want to share with you a little bit of fun fact, right? That if you think about it, a lot of these rich people, right, they are not everywhere. They hide themselves also, right? Which brings me to my first point. The truly wealthy people are extremely, extremely low-profile. Those that you see online, those you see on Instagram, unless they're the Saudi prince, which means the family controls the power and then they control the money, you know, then, yeah, they can raise lions and leopards as pets, whatever they do. But most people, most wealthy people around the world are very low profile. All those rich and atas live that you see online are influencers, people, that are sponsors, celebrities. Celebrities make money from looking good, nah, Right? They get sponsored, they get positioned into very beautiful you know, places and we're very, very nice because they are paid to do it. doesn't mean they are really, really wealthy. Okay, They may make a little bit more from all these endorsements, but they are not truly wealthy because like what I said, wealth is total assets. So the truly wealthy people are extremely low profile. They live in Sentosa Cove, right? Far away from everyone, they live in Orchard Road behind behind Orchard Road. You don't see them around, and you don't start to see two hundred over thousand Instagram account all showing you that I live at Atas Life. <laughs> and if you think about it, if they are too loud, they get attacked, right? They get if they're too loud, they the kids get kidnapped, they get marked. You know, governments check on them because, yeah, that is how it is. You 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 flaunt your wealth, you attract attention, and honestly, if you are making that much money and you have so much wealth, so much assets, then things simple things like privacy, safety and freedom become so much more important in your hierarchy of needs. They get extremely important, which is why we are able, as Singapore, we are able to coax all these, you know, very high net worth people to come here and stay. And it's kind of good for our economy as to exactly how it benefits us. We'll talk about it in another podcast, but today focus is on misconceptions of wealth. And first point, truly wealthy people, extremely low profile. So don't look at all this, like people on Instagram, Facebook, and be oh wow, so, wow you can learn very rich. Huh? No, it's that's not how it works. Second point, wealth doesn't solve all your problems. Okay, super duper cheesy, right? A lot of people are like, yeah, because you've got no problem, that's why you say wealth don't solve problem. The truth is, money can help you solve some problems. So if you have debt, you have credit card debt, you have you've taken on some accident, you've got gone to some accident, you have some debt going, yes money can solve those because money pays down your debt. But money is money, not wealth. Right? Money is just the tool and yeah, you pay it off. Wealth is gathering a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money for what? Right, that is very very interesting when when we when we think about it. So I'm going to share with you a little bit of my personal story, which got me to realize oh, why do I think wealth doesn't solve all my problems. Growing up, I came from a business family, and okay, maybe a failed business family. So that means they used to do very well, and it's no longer the case. And I I subconsciously have observed when I was young. Now when I look at it, I realize you know, I was I'm conscious now about why I do certain things. But when I was young, I subconsciously observed that the guys and the ladies that were doing better at home were more listened to, right? So I have this uncle, my first uncle, he was doing extremely well in Japan, selling recycled steel and those kind of stuff, you know, exporting, importing. And everyone listened to him, everyone crowded around him, And he had a lot of say in the family. Which is why I subconsciously registered that, hey, I must be very, very rich. Then people will listen to me. So I went through, you know, tons and tons of bullshit. I, you know, accidentally got into a scam. I lost a lot of friends, lost a lot of money, of course, because it's a scam. We'll talk about it in another podcast. And I went into businesses after businesses without thinking. I was in a lot of rush, a lot of rash, you know, and it's just... Going through this whole emotional roller coaster ride and business roller coaster ride to ultimately realize that actually all I wanted was for people to listen to me and to be heard and to connect. It's not because I need a lot of money. And I believe many people are like that. Many people go through this whole self insecurity and we feel that money and being wealthy gives us power, gives us control, gives us influence. But actually, all this perception creates this idea that wealth can solve everything, and it becomes a proxy. We, we create a perceived proxy to solve all these problems. That means we believe that wealth can solve this problem, but in actuality, the problem can be solved just by addressing the problem. Right. So when I became conscious about oh, that's why I wanna make so much money, actually all I wanted to do was to be heard and understood and connected and respected. That was when I decided to take a break from the pursuit of wealth to, you know, re understand and recalibrate what is wealth to me and at the same time solve that fundamental need for connection, you know, and yeah, so I believe at this current point in time, I'm in a better relationship. My parents, my family, and you know my friends. It was crazy a few years ago. I was alone most of the time, and it didn't help. So when I became conscious, I realized that yeah, it is true that wealth doesn't solve all problems. Money, on the other hand, can can pay down your debt, can help you to capitalize on the market opportunities, can do a lot of things, but you don't need to be extremely wealthy to solve all your problems. You just need to make some cash to turn around your issues. Okay? You get the idea? See the difference? Which brings me to my third point, which is, wealth occurs with income surplus compounded over time. It is not a speed Game, it is a time game. A lot of people have this misconception that wow, I join a tech startup, I can make money very fast. You know, I need to do this to make money very fast, I can be very rich. Everybody talks about how to make money faster, how to make money faster, how to make money faster, and they believe that by making money faster they can become wealthy. Which technically is not wrong. If you gather more resources faster, gather more assets, you become wealthy. You're not wrong, but the reality is. And not many people that can do that. Not many people are able to make a lot of money in a short time. right? You gotta be able to create the next big startup. you gotta be able to hustle and do you gotta sacrifice a lot of life into into the pursuit of wealth. But if you realize that in actuality, the fundamental factor of wealth compounding is time and not speed you become that much more calm about it. Many, many wealthy people today have generational wealth. That means two, three generations ago, maybe four or five generations ago, someone in their family decided to do something and gather some wealth, and then the next generation continued to gather some wealth, and the next generation continued to gather some wealth, and many of them get to where they are because of compounding over time. Think about it. In Singapore, do we have like many unicorns? No, right? At best, it's Grab, and he's not even Singaporean. And now there's a carousel, right? And and that's, that's the best. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. what about everyone else? Why do we have so many rich families? We don't have a lot of new startups or a lot of global enterprises. Many of these families have very old wealth. They, you know, they own the banks, they own production, the palm production, the oil production, they own a lot of old businesses, which back then was very small, but they compounded, 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 compounded. Even when you look at, uh, like an F&B chain like Songfa Bakute everybody go to Bakute okay, but if you go to Songfa Bakute the rumor has it that it was a second generation that took up the business and rebranded it and then you know bring it to where it is today, the first generation did all the hard work refining the recipe and sorting out the suppliers, making sure the distribution, fixing down the, the team, setting up the infrastructure. Yeah, they did their hard work. And then the second generation did their hard work too, expanding and, you know, hustling and picking better locations to replicate and franchising it, blah blah blah. So you realize that most wealth and most success, especially in business, is compounded over time. So you can be the first generation to slog and hustle and gather wealth and create surpluses and compound your your excess, your income surplus. You can compound them and in time you will become wealthy. Yeah, that is how it works. You don't need to be in this crazy chase for like short, quick money. You know, I want to make money fast. I want to be wealthy fast. And more often than not, if you're in a rush, if you're trying to do this hastily, There are some underlying anxiety and some underlying issues that you should look at, right? So, yeah, you get the point. My three misconceptions about wealth. First thing is that the wealthy people, very low profile. They're not as crazy as you think, you know, high and mighty and, you know, and always partying. Those people are party people. They're not wealthy. Not all. Some are, but not all. Next is wealth doesn't solve all problems, you know, money can solve some short-term debt issues, turn around some stuff, but you don't need a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money to solve all your problems. In fact, even if you have a lot, a lot, of money, you still have relationship problems because you don't really know how to connect, connect with your wife. You still have parenting problems because your kid is a different generation and you don't spend time to understand a different generation. You still have issues at work because you and your colleagues think differently. You know, you have tons of issues everywhere and money cannot solve it all. Wealth doesn't solve it all. Money can solve some short-term problems right? And of course, the last point is that wealth occurs compounded over time. It's not a speed game. Okay? So, yeah, I hope you learned something today. See ya. Test, test. Hey, I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with a financial coconut. The knowledge is that much more powerful and interesting, shared, debated, and discussed. I hope you will share what you have gained with people you love, and I want to hear from you. Give me some questions and help me along with building our community of financially-savvy coconuts. I hope together we can fulfill our curious minds and our desire for clarity. Email me at thefinancialcoconut at gmail.com. I will do my best to address your questions in future podcast series, especially if many people are concerned about the same topic. With that, have a great day ahead. Stay tuned next week. Always remember, personal finance can be chill, clear, sustainable for all. The biggest misconception I think many struggle with is uh, more money will solve my problems. And if you want to push this further, it stems from uh, the oversimplified belief of certainty. I, I believe so. Okay, uh, it may be oversimplified. <laughs> we love things to be certain, and you know we like this idea that by pursuing something absolute, it will relieve us from something else. You know, but I think by now we start to recognize that like many things, personal finance is dynamic and if you want a clearer idea as to how to budget your cash flow, head over to episode 72 where I share with you my four bank account strategy. Okay, I never thought that people need me to talk about like how many bank accounts uh, they should have or what how many bank accounts do I actually have, right? But I thought it was very important because after a year of podcasting, I realized you know, this is a gap, right? How do I manage my cash flow and how do we shape, you know, a strategy that is unique to us and keep tweaking as Live goes along so um, head over to episode 72 and join our telegram group follow us on our socials sign up for weekly newsletter everything is in the description below see ya around